Okay, guys, how y'all doing? It's me, Brant Maples. I'm here with episode number two of the Customer Show podcast. Uh, we shot episode one. Please go check us out on Spotify. It's the Customer Show, uh, the Customer Podcast, if you will. We've also got a YouTube channel, um, and I, I, I want to be your your friend, your mentor, your coach uh, in, in sales and, you know, uh, maybe even being a little bit of a better person than you were yesterday. Um, yesterday we touched on a couple of different points, or on the other, the previous episode, um, on a couple of different points, uh, kind of like where to get started, what do I do, right? Getting their name, start with the greeting and the warm up. So asking questions, starting to qualify them a little bit, and a lot of that, and and a lot of what we're going to talk about here, folks, uh, moving forward, are what we what I call the the Cialdini principles and Dr. Cialdini. Uh, if you haven't read or listened to this book, Influence, uh, by, by him, this is where all of this comes from. So I'm not, again, I'm not coming up with any of this on my own. I've, I've done the reading, the listening, and I put these principles into practice on a daily basis, okay? Liking was kind of go, falls into the best and favorite yesterday because you want to get them to like you, okay? One thing that we didn't talk about yesterday uh, was reciprocation. This right here, reciprocation, is probably out of all of these. Uh, I mean, there's they're all six extremely powerful, and reciprocation is 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 also extremely powerful. What is reciprocation? Uh, well, it, it what it boils down to is is if you do something nice for me, I am bound and obligated to do something nice for you. Okay, so that could be something as basic as, as giving them a compliment. Man, I like your shoes. Where'd you get them? Oh, and then he starts talking about his shoes. Or, ooh, man, that's a nice watch you have on. Anything that, that could be considered uh, something that you've given them, you're giving them a compliment, right? And then they're going to turn around and say, man, well, hey, you know, you got some nice shoes on yourself. So you give them a compliment, and if you notice if you've ever done that, they've turned around and complimented you back or vice versa. Somebody's walked up and given you a compliment. You, you compliment them back. That, that's, that's reciprocation, okay? And especially in, in the sales game, we're, we're now starting the, the give, 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 okay? So this is going to be an extremely powerful tool, and there's many, many, many ways to set up reciprocity, okay? You don't have to... There's not just one thing, whether it's getting them something to drink, um, you know, throwing their trash away, anything that they are now going to be in debt to you is a way to start beginning to set up reciprocity. It's extremely powerful, okay? Very, very powerful tool to have in your bag. All six of these, reciprocation, liking, scarcity, authority, consensus, and consistency. We'll, we'll get into these. I think today um, we're going to start off with reciprocation, liking, and scarcity. We've already touched on liking. Reciprocation, again, you're giving them something, and now that they feel bound and obligated to give something back to you. You can even do that with the, their name, okay? If you're at work and you wear a name tag or a badge, and, and you've gotten their name, and you're saying, Brant, what do you think? You know, Brant, you said this, and you know, blah, 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 Mrs., 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 this, or that. You're going to notice that they're going to look at your name tag and they're going to start using your name too. That's, that's, that's a part of, of setting up this reciprocity with them. 
There's a million ways complimenting their kids, um, asking them, you know, uh, what they do for a living, compliment what they've done for a living. Man, that's a hell of an accomplishment. Be able to, you know, do that if they were a doctor or whatever the whatever the situation is. There's always something that you can find on them that you can give a genuine compliment or say something nice to them about. So not only in that specific instance are you setting up reciprocity, but guess what? They're going to start to like this guy or this gal because, hey, they like me. You know, they're, they're telling me nice things and, and complimenting my kids and my wife and yada, yada, yada. So, you know, these two things could possibly go hand in hand. Right. If you if you put into practice enough. Now, again, we're starting from the bottom. So this this isn't rocket science. This is all primal. This is this is human beings. It's ingrained in our brain and we can't get away from it. Now, obviously, you know, there's the anomaly. You know, there's that 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 all that one guy that one time. I'm not worried about that one guy that one time. I'm talking about the the 99 other people that before came before him, you know, or her. So. Again, that, that's kind of what we're doing here. Uh, we we want to focus on the, the 80, right? And we'll, we'll work on the 20, okay? We'll, we'll work on the 80, get good at the 80, focus on the 80, and then we'll roll with the punches as the 20 comes. Does that make sense? So that, that, that's kind of what I want to do, and that's kind of how I want to go about this because there's always going to be – there's always going to be anomalies or, well, there's that one customer or that one person – of course there is. What do you do, right? All you can do is just practice and train and be ready, ready, be ready for it for the next time. And hopefully I'll be able to, to, to help you with that. That's what I want to do. Again, um, I want this to be an interactive uh, podcast, show, video, YouTube channel, whatever your, your means of listening or watching. Again, thank you for that. Um, I want you to interact with me, you know, comment, like, uh, you know, find a way to get in contact. I'll, again, I got to get an email going or what have you and let y'all into that. But we'll get to that point. Again, I'm I'm just doing this fresh, new. This is episode number two, baby. I'm a poet and I didn't even know it. So uh, again, so here we are at scarcity. What scarcity is, is you're, you're setting it up to where it's, it's, it's not going to be there. It's here today, gone tomorrow kind of concept, okay? And people are always going to react to scarcity. The fear of loss is stronger than the desire for gain. So if you set up your product or your service in a manner in which, hey, it's not going to be here next week or it's not going to be here in six months or the price is going to go up or this product is, is going to be discontinued by that time, you, you want to kind of plant that seed of doubt in their mind. And so that's where scarcity comes in at. If, if it's the last one or if this is something that was a, a manufacturer's kind of special, that this is not something that you normally have, this is something that you normally keep, this is a factory discontinue. I mean, there's a million different ways you can set up scarcity to the customer. Again, the fear of loss is stronger than a desire for gain, meaning people are going to have more strong reaction to losing something than they are to gaining it, right? So if you're in sales, our job is to kind of put this product, put this service futuristic into their hands, right? They've got it. So you want to pitch this as if they've already got it. And then once you take it away, it's like, well, wait a minute, I want that. Now I want it, right? So if you take it away from them, 
then they're going to want it even more. So that's, that's the basics of scarcity. So if you have any further questions on this or the liking or the, rec the reciprocation, reciprocity aspect of it, let me know. I, I want to have a conversation with you. I want to hear your struggles. I want to hear what you're having problems with. I want to hear your successes. I want to hear all of it. I want to help you. All righty? I, I just want to help you. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm doing this. It, it makes me happy. I'm not, you know, I, I want to do it. Authority. This is another important principle because people will pay more for expertise. So you, you need to come across as the expert. Now, again, we're new. Okay, so play this to your advantage. Remember yesterday, guys, thank you for your patience with your permission. I'm new. Let me get somebody that knows more about it. You're setting up somebody to come in as an authority figure, and you're setting that person up to, to win, right? Because they're going to look at you a certain, in a certain, through a certain lens, and then once you put that person on a pedestal as the authority, the game changes, right? Now, it's important if you are in, a, in an organization that allows you to do that, if you're lucky enough to be in an organization that allows you to get somebody to bring them in and a sales aspect as the expert, um, get in there, get, get them in there and get out, right? Because that's it. But we're new, okay? So if you're new, then this might not necessarily play to your strength. You want to try to stay away from this if you're new. And again... I'm coming about this as if we're new. These three right here, you don't need to be a, 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 a novice expert to knock these three out. This is These three are probably the easiest, the most simple, and the most basic right, um, principles to follow. Okay? So, reciprocation, liking, and scarcity. New guys, new people, new in sales. You can, you can get this down pretty good. Right, you can use this as a as a really good base, as a really good foundation to build up your sales career. This will help you start to get some wins, right? This will help you get that low hanging fruit, that customer that, you know, it's going to help you get some get some repetition. Consensus. People want to do what everybody else is doing, right? That's why um, I don't know if you've ever been driving around and driving in your car, looking for a restaurant to go eat at. But do you ever pull into the restaurant that has no cars, or do you find the one that's got the full parking lot, <laughs> right? Uh, if you're at a fancy dinner, and you got all them knives and spoons and forks, what do you, and I'm, I'm not, I don't go to those very often. Uh, have you ever looked around to see who's eating what, what utensil with whatever food that they're eating with the salad and, and this and that? That's consensus, right? So, People want to do what everybody else is doing. So how you can use this to your benefit in sales is, again, you know, not to be cocky, but look at the parking lot, especially if you're in a busy place or if you're in a place that has a hell of a reputation. Um, hopefully, you know, you're looking for businesses and organizations that have such, right? And that this is all kind of basing off of if you're in a, you're in a, a, a um, you're in a field that is legal, moral, ethical, most importantly, profitable, right? But if it's not legal, moral, and ethical, I, I don't know what else to tell you. I can't, I can't do much for you. Um, so there's that. <clears throat> Consensus. 
these three are probably a little bit higher up on the, the scale of skills, but you can, you can get there. If you master all six of these, this is something for you to build on. Robert Cialdini, The Cialdini Principles, folks. Good book. It's a good book called Influence. Talks about all six of these. This is where they came from. I didn't make this up. This isn't my, my concepts. I just think they're great. And being a, being a salesperson, being in sales, they work. Okay? Um, so authority, consistency. Now we're at consistency. Consistency is people are going to stay consistent. And the way that I can, I can kind of help you uh, understand this is people are going to make a public, active, and voluntary statement that they can't go back on, right? So going back to like the qualifying questions. And this is what I was talking about earlier when I mentioned you want to start asking questions in the previous episode when I said you want to take some of these answers and put them in your back pocket. You, the purpose of that is, is, is for this consistency, this consistency principle, right? So, for example, meaning, hi, I'm Brant, welcome, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, they, they tell me, they tell me, we need this today. You know, we don't have one, we need it, so on and so forth. And then when it gets down to it, they start crawfishing. They're like, well, we got to think about it. Well, time out a minute. Hold on. With your permission, may I make a statement? Well, yeah, sure. Um, when you first came in, and correct me if I'm wrong. If I misheard you, I apologize. You told me that you needed this, that you didn't have one. And the reason why you're here today is to pick up one of these. Is that correct? Well, yeah. What's changed? Oh, well, uh, and shut up, right? So when you kind of, you, you, you're kind of putting them in a corner because you've listened to them, right? Remember yesterday I said this is, this game in sales, listening is, is the majority of it. And you want to listen to what they're saying and you want to repeat back to them what they're saying. But if they tell you off the bat, hey, look, this and that and that and this, and then they try to crawfish and go back on it, they've made a public, active, and voluntary statement. More often times than not, they're going to say, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Let's just do it. You're right. You're right, Brand. I did say that. Okay, follow me. Right? Let's go. Because, you, you, you know, you, you want to, again, earlier, the, the last episode, I said that you want to be passively aggressive. And when I say that, if they, if you're in a sales setting and they tell you that they like something, start writing that something gun up, however you do it, whether it's paper, whether you got a tablet, uh, whatever your sales module is, if they tell you that they like it, start writing it up right there. And that's also a pretty good qualifier. So they say, um, you know, I don't know, you're, you're, you're selling hats, right? And all you sell is hats. And I come in and I say, Man, I really like that gray one there. All right, which one? This one? Okay, well, here. And start writing it up. Whoa, what, what, what are you doing? I'm writing it up. You said you liked it. Okay, yeah, that was easy. It took you, it took you 10 seconds. Right? On the flip side of that coin, if you start to write it up, and they, oh, wait, wait, wait what are you doing? Well, I'm, I'm, you said you liked it. Oh, but we're not buying. You know, we can't right now. We're just window shopping. <laughs> We've all heard that one. I, I don't like that, but. That's what we do. So anyway, Cialdini principles. This is 
This is really, really, really powerful stuff. I highly recommend uh, reading this, this book. It's called Influence. Uh, let me write it on here for you. Robert Cialdini. Robert. Damn it. Sorry about that. Robert Cialdini. And he's got a book. It's called Influence. It's a good book. That's where these six principles come from. Okay. I, again, I don't take any credit for coming up with any of this. Dr. Cialdini gets all of it. He's got some good stories in there. Um, so I highly recommend reading this book. Um, and again, if you have any questions on any of this, you want to talk to me about it, please feel free. Whoop. Feel free. <clears throat> Something else I kind of want to touch on, if I may, I don't think I'm in, I'm in frame here, but I'm going to leave this up just in case y'all want to write this down. Okay, I'm going to erase this right now. Um, but what I want to do is, is, is kind of have a, a brief touch on, on kind of what I did there when I was going over that little scenario of the guy crawfishing on us. And that was paraphrasing, you know, back. So the example that I used is Mr. Customer, correct me if I'm wrong. Or if I misheard you, I apologize, right? So um, what I'm doing and the why I'm saying it that way is I don't want to be confrontational. I'm really not trying to be confrontational. What I am trying to do is hold you accountable for what you said, right? Is that fair? Mr. and Mrs. Customer... You expect me to be upfront and honest with you, is that correct? Well, yeah. Well, is it fair for me to expect the same out of you? I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to to be confrontational. I'm just trying to be an adult about it. I mean, we're in sales, folks. Our time in general, and whether you're in sales or not, time is the most valuable thing that we have on this planet. Okay? I guess that's kind of why I don't like the phrase, oh, we're just window shopping. I'm busy. I got too many things to do to go shopping for windows at a shoe shop or a tire shop, right? Kick tires. So <clears throat> you want to paraphrase back, okay? Paraphrasing is extremely powerful. Paraphrasing. Why this is powerful, it does a couple of things, for me anyway. For me, this is how I look at it, this is how I view it. You're repeating back to them what they said, but not necessarily verbatim. Now, I, I've, I'm going to say that I've acquired uh, the skill of being able to repeat back to you verbatim what you said, how you said it, in, in a manner in which you've said it. I, I just, I, I can, okay? So, 
paraphrasing back, you know, Mr. Customer, correct me if I'm wrong. I may have misheard you. And if I did, I apologize. So right now I'm already trying to defuse the bomb. Okay. You could also set it up as, you know, these two words that I've learned in sales, which are extremely powerful are patience and permission. Also goes along with paraphrasing. So I guess that's another P. I guess we can call this the the three P's, right? So paraphrasing, patience, and permission. So with your permission, may I make a statement? Well, yeah, sure. When you first came in, Mr. Customer, you said that you needed this product. You said you needed it today. You didn't have one and you needed it. Now you're telling me you need to go home and you need to think about it. What's changed? So you're, you're, you're putting him or her or this person, you're kind of bringing them back down to reality, right? Because over the sales process and over the sales cycle, a lot of people aren't ready to pull the trigger, right? It's your job as a salesperson to give them show them the light, so to speak, I guess is a way to put it right now. It's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, but Hey, you know, we spend all this time together. You know, you're here, we're talking, you, we like each other. Uh, you said you needed it. What's changed? And a lot of the times they'll say, yeah, I, I, I guess you're right. Let's go. Um, using patience guys, I appreciate your patience. I'm new. Um, so I know that you keep asking me some questions that I don't have the exact answers to. Let me find those out for you. Or with your permission, may I make a statement? With your permission, can I show you this? Mr. Customer, you've been talking about you wanted to see one, two, and three. With your permission, can I show you A, B, and C? Right? So more oftentimes than not, the answer is going to be yes. Okay? Especially when you're using patience and permission. Guys, thank y'all for your patience. Oh, no, you're doing great. But what you're doing is you're, you're acknowledging the fact that this isn't necessarily going as smooth as you would like it to go. They probably don't have any idea. And that's kind of the thing about sales is we, we get concerned that the customer knows that we're messing up when in reality, 99.9% .9 of these customers have no clue, right? And I'm not saying that because they're clueless. I'm just saying they're clueless on the, um, on the, on the way that things, on the process, as far as the, the back inside of it that you're supposed to handle. So using these two words are great. Being able to paraphrase back to them what they're saying to you is also great. Um, and again, guys, I don't want to get in too much depth right now. This is only episode two, um, but we're, we're talking about customers, all right? Business owners, we're talking about your salespeople, your sales staff, your sales force, the people who are supposed to be making it rain for your company. And, and how are you able to get them on the page that you need them to be on? And that's treating your customers right. Okay? It's not, it's not their customer. It's, it's the company's customer. Whoever spent all that advertising money to bring them in the door or on the phone or on the website, that's whose customer it is. It's y'all's customer. So my, my goal, what I want to do, folks, is, is get you guys uh, to where you're, you're taking care of these customers. 
because if you take care of these customers, they, they take care of you, they take care of us. Um, and we're all customers ourselves. So, you know, I, I look at it in a manner of, in which another way to do it, another way to kind of shift your, your view on this is I treat sales a lot like how I would like to be treated. You know, um, if I were shopping for this product, how would I like for this to go? And being that you've got a different view on it from, from the sales side, you know which way is the easiest route to take. And that's what these customers want too. They want it easy, they want it fast, and they want it convenient. So the best way to do that is um, to sell them something. <laughs> to sell them the right product. Sell them the right product. So um, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Um, I'm going to get better at this. Thank you all for your patience. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for listening. And, um, you know, episode three will, will be at you as soon as I can, as soon as I can, but I'm excited and thank you all.